This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. Joining you guys every morning at 8am UK time to keep you up to date with everything that's going on in the world of Arsenal and to have a good chat about it, keep you updated and of course do our Q&A session as well to try and answer as many of your questions that you might have around the world of Arsenal as well. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. Uh, I know I usually make an effort of reading out everyone's names, but there's so many of you now. We've got Auden, Paul, John, Bruce. It's literally going to take me forever. How Mel? We've got John again. Uh, someone's birthday? Whose birthday is it? It's Mel. Uh, how are we? Today? Oh, no, hold on. It's not Mel. It's it's Dan Roberts. <laughs> birthday to you, Dan. Hope you're having a good day, mate. See, I can't even get birthdays right. There you go. Would love... No. No. It's not, not, happening. <laughs> not happening in a million years, Dan. Sorry. Sasha, Harvey, Cole, Ginger, EKK. Uh, we've got Nikolai, John, Leopold. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. Do wish Daniel Robert a happy birthday in the chat. I'm sure we appreciate it. Um, but obviously, we are now midway through the week. Uh, I had a really good chat yesterday with Arsblog. Apologies, it didn't go up on audio platforms. It should be up there now. I made sure I did that first thing this morning. Um, so if you want to listen back to it on either just audio only or you can see my pretty face uh, on the show with Arsblog yesterday, then make sure you check it out. But as I say, you can just listen to it on SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify. So you can go check it out there as you can all of these morning shows. They just come out a little bit later in the morning if you want to listen to them without having to see my face. Um, but we do kick off with telling you to go and watch our Analyzing Arsenal show on the Arsenal way. Yesterday, I was joined by David Hughes to talk all about Arsenal's uh, win over Watford. And uh, it was a really interesting chat with David, actually. We went into some of the details about Lukonga's performance. We talked about Nuno Tavares and Tierney and who should really start against uh, against Liverpool. So if you want all of that content, go and check it out on the Arsenal way. Link, as always, is in the description. We're over 4,000 subs now. Thanks so much. Full help supporting 
the channel. Um, Miguel Aziz scored uh, for Portsmouth yesterday in their Papa John's Trophy, uh, which is fantastic news. And not only that, but uh, in the same competition, because Swindon beat Newport Town, it means that Arsenal's under-21s have actually qualified for the knockout rounds of the competition now. Not sure who they're going to be going up against. Not sure if they've done the draw yet. But uh, the under-21s, not the under-23s, it's a slightly different format, uh, will be playing in the knockout rounds of that competition, which is fantastic news. Uh, I mean, they won, they won one game, they drew one game, they lost one game. Uh, so uh, they've, they've done really, really well. I mean, the, the game they drew was like a 90th minute um, equal. I think it's Sago Jr., the guy that scored the, uh, the equaliser in the last few minutes. So brilliant news for them. Good news for Aziz. Youth team's getting better. If you haven't already gone and watched the highlights that came out yesterday of their 3-3 draw against Leicester City, where Balogun scores genuinely one of the best tech like technical goals you'll ever see and i'm not kidding it's it's so good the way he flicks the ball up hits it on the volley into the bottom left hand corner really really good play from him and really fantastic play from zach swanson as well and amari hutchinson too so lots of positives there make sure that you've gone and checked all of that stuff out um, we kick on, though, with kind of the main bulk of today. Now, we've got four transfer stories, believe it or not, to go through. And we kick off with Ricky Puj. Now, Arsenal have been previously linked with the move for the Barcelona midfielder, Ricky Puj. Uh, that is how you pronounce his name. Uh, obviously, a young guy come through La Masia Academy at Barca, 22 years of age, central midfielder, quite technical, has been compared to the likes of Santi Cazorla in the past. Arsenal were interested in possibly bringing him on loan uh, in the January window of 2021. Didn't happen. Ronald Koeman was never a big fan of him. However, because Barcelona have now been taken over by Javi Hernandez, uh, he is a big, big fan of Ricky Puccio. In fact, he's known him for pretty much his entire life, which probably ends any hope of Arsenal looking to bring him in as he is a big fan of him. One note to watch and to see how he develops under their new manager, um, but it looks unlikely that Arsenal now would be having any hopes of signing Ricky Puj. Uh, we move forward to Dusan Vlaovic. Now, uh, Fabrizio Romano reported yesterday that no contact has been made between Arsenal's uh, Arsenal and the representatives, I suppose, of Vlaovic. Uh, they are interested, as are plenty of other teams in the player. And as Demarzio reported, uh, they would be willing to meet the the supposed 80 million euro uh, figure that Fiorentina wants. And therefore, you'd think they'd be able to maybe push ahead with getting a deal done as soon as possible. But there's been no contact between the club and the agents, whether or not that's because they can't contact them, as Demarzio reports, or whether or not they've not actually pushed through to try and contact them yet. We don't know the ins and outs of that. But any possible deal for Vlaovic, I doubt, will take place in January. I think it's more likely to take place in the summer where he's more aware of the club and what kind of club he'd be joining and what competitions they'd be playing in. I think we're more likely to see him move in the summer. But who knows? Things can change. And uh, we'll see if this does. And we'll certainly be following the story as it develops. And ultimately, Franck Kessier has continued to uh, fail in signing a new deal with AC Milan. He supposedly wants a, a significant figure of around 150 million, uh, 150 million, 150,000 uh, euros a week, which isn't close to kind of what AC Milan are currently offering. Uh, Arsenal would be certainly able to offer him that kind of deal. And Arsenal are credited as one of the clubs that are interested in Kessier. He runs out of contract at the end of this season and would be available on a free transfer. He would be able to sign a pre-contract agreement with a club this January, uh, which means that Arsenal could move quickly. It's, I mean, Cass uh, Cassier, 
Dennis Zakaria, two players, both out of contract in the summer. Lots of interest going to be in those two, making sure to try and snap up the best talent on the continent as quickly as possible. Um, but Arsenal, for me, if they're going to be able to go and get a central midfielder this summer, from Kessier is a fantastic, fantastic target that they should not look over whatsoever. And lastly, uh, Giordana, the uh, Italian transfer journalist, uh, has been speaking about the possibility of Insigne moving to uh, moving to Arsenal or anywhere else. And he says, if I go away from Napoli, I do it only for a very high range. And Arsenal, on, Arsenal and Tottenham are not part of it. Arsenal haven't been directly linked with a move to Insigne. And so it's weird that they were mentioned in this bracket. When he says about a very high range, he's mentioning about the wage bracket that Insigne uh, would be looking for, not talking about the echelons of the clubs that he would move for. Um, interesting because Arsenal can actually afford the wage demands that uh, Insigne would be asking for, but there is, to my knowledge, no direct interest from Arsenal in signing Insigne, but his contract does run out at the end of the season. What you may imagine is now he's, I think he's pretty much 30 now, he would be looking for a big signing on for in a big wage as it will be his final kind of big contract in his career, you would imagine. Should Arsenal go for him? I mean, he's a quality player. You can't deny that he's got quality about him, but I don't think he matches exactly kind of this transfer strategy that our technical director, Edu, is really looking to pursue this summer either. And that does conclude the news of today. So we move on to the final part of the show, as always, which is getting your thoughts, your theories, your questions and queries in the chat box. But before we do, let me say a big, big up to Carl Brewster in the chat box. Thank you, Carl, for joining up as a member. You've joined an amazing group of people. I'll make sure to leave the uh, the link for our Discord server in the community tab if you would like to join our Discord server and join up as a member of the crew. Uh, all you need to do is click the link in the description that will tell you how to sign up as a member and you get access to lots of extra stuff, which is quite cool. So make sure you go and check it out. And you can even appear on the show yourself, which is, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity. I'm looking to do a members podcast at the weekend uh, because obviously there's no game this week. So there's no preview show. So we will do a members podcast, which means it's an extra hour long chat, which should be quite cool uh, to get you guys on. So if you are interested in that, message over on the Discord server in the members tab in the members channel. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get you on. But thanks, Carl, for joining up as a member. Really appreciate your your support of the community. And uh, there you go. Glad to be part of a great community. There you are. We've, brought, we've built something special here. So thank you so much for joining and helping support things. Um, let's kick on, though, with questions. So if you do have something you'd like to ask, throw it into the chat box, and I will do my absolute utmost to try and answer it for you. Mm -hmm. Jacob Conway says, for anyone who was listening on audio, <laughs> why I made that weird noise is because I was taking a drink. I just realized that everyone can't actually see me. So when I just take a drink and make a weird noise to try and fill the awkward silence, it can make it actually even more awkward for those listening on audio-only platforms. Anyway, Jacob says, do you start a Bamiang against Liverpool? Does poor performance not warrant rotation opportunity? Thinking of Erdogan starting and Laka up front. It's a really good question, Jacob. It's one that I have not yet come to a conclusion about. I don't know whether or not dropping him would absolutely batter his confidence in a period that we need him to kind of be played back into confidence and back into form. Against Liverpool, against the big six sides away from home, he can often become very, very isolated. It's a really difficult one. My instinct tells me that you're right. Go with Lacazette and Erdogan. Erdogan providing the service and playing a little bit deeper. Lacazette can drop in himself. But there's part of me that feels that also 
dropping a Bamiyan could be more could do more harm than good. But it's a really good debate, Jacob, and one that we'll certainly be having in the upcoming preview show next week when we do look ahead to that Liverpool fixture. Uh, Nikolai says, did you watch Emil Smith-Rowe's England interview? He's such a gem. I mean, the fact that, I love the fact that he said that Mikel Arteta told him to be patient because it was going to come. We knew that he was going to get called up eventually. It's brilliant that it's happened now. The kid's just got a really, you know, he's got his head screwed on. He knows what he's talking about. And uh, most of all, he loves Arsenal, which is absolutely fantastic to see. Hal says, international break, help Tom. What are we going to do? I mean, you can go watch the women's team. They're playing. You can go watch the youth team as well. Um, in fact, let me just get up the, the fixtures for you. Arsenal under 23 fixtures. Arsenal will be playing tomorrow uh, in the Premier League Cup against West Brom's under 23. So make sure uh, you, you know, if you can get a ticket to that, go and watch them. If you can't, because you're not based in the UK, then uh, you can go and watch the Arsenal women's. Let me find out who we're up against this week. We have got uh, the Champions League game tonight against HB Cougar. Uh, or I've never heard of before, uh, but we play them. And then on Saturday, it's the North London Derby um, at half past one, I imagine. I'd be surprised if that wasn't on telly. Uh, and then the following week, we're playing HB Cougar again in the reverse leg at home uh, on Wednesday. The girls are doing fantastic this season. Um, they're definitely, definitely worth uh, giving a watch to, and especially if, if, if uh, North American watchers watching Tobin Heath play this season, it's certainly one to uh, to check out as well. So make sure that you are uh, watching the women's team over the break. But other than that, I would say get a hobby. It sounds blunt, but I mean it. Get, get Do something different. Uh, take your mind away from football for a bit and uh, find something different to do. Um, I, I'm playing GTA like mad at the moment. Um, that's filling up a lot of my spare time. Also, obviously, doing my normal job and looking forward to bringing you guys some more content on the channel, which you can watch during the break. So there's lots of stuff to do there. O'Malley says, if we sell Pepe in the summer, would you take Osmana Dembele on a free transfer? Would I take Osmana Dembele on a free? Uh, I, I very much doubt he's going to be on a free. I think that he will sign a new contract. If he was available on a free, yes, absolutely. I think in the connection with him and Aubameyang is worth seeing again. But I think he'll sign a new deal with Barca, to be honest. So I don't think there's much hope of that. Temi says, has Emil Smith-Rowe surpassed Saka this season, Tom? I mean, this season, more goals, uh, more goal contributions. But Saka's performances have been great. The thing about Saka is people always want to kind of uh, pigeonhole him into, into an area where you're like, well, he's not getting too many goals and assists, etc. But it's actually his performance goes far wider than that. It's his influence on the game more than just raw goal and assist statistics. That's why you separate him so easily from Pepe, in my view, because the contribution he makes to the performance is so important. And you've got Smith-Rowe that's bringing the goals uh, and obviously Bamiang and Lacazette in there too. So has he surpassed him? I mean, I don't think so in terms of kind of the overall quality of both players. I think they're pretty much level pegging right now. Um, and, and long may that continue. Why do we need to separate them? Let's appreciate what they already are. Sasha says, have recent results shown we're weaning ourselves off a of dependence on Aubameyang's goals? Does this allow us to be more patient in finding a new striker? Yes. I mean, of the last 10 games, seven of those 10 games, we've only scored two goals or less. Four of them, I think, we've got Burnley, Norwich, uh, and of course, Watford. Maybe it's three. Three of those seven, we've only won 1-0. We do need to score more goals. We absolutely need to score more goals. But the defence part of our team is what's enabling us to go unbeaten. And maybe because we're not as, you know, we're not as free-flowing, we're not as dominant and incisive as maybe we could be, that defence is really giving us a foundation to build upon. 
I think that if you go from the top down and you look and you criticise first rather than looking at the benefits of our defence, you're always going to come out with a negative view on how we're playing. But if you look at it from the perspective of Arteta's got a defence really, really playing well, him and Edu have added some brilliant signings, that we can hold on. We can, we've got a really good foundation to build and then we can score a couple of goals here and there. I mean, against Watford, we should have easily been out of sight. We should have scored at least three or four goals in that game. If it weren't for a missed penalty, if it weren't for Aubameyang stealing Erdogan's clear-cut goal, it would have been very different. So it's I have absolute confidence that Arsenal are going to continue to improve in their offensive sense. But it's that defensive stability and foundation that we found ourselves having that's enabled us to keep this run going and and give us a chance in every single game that we're playing, which is great. Uh, Matt G says, Tom, why won't you sing happy birthday to Dan? Because it's purely embarrassing for myself and I'm a selfish, selfish man. Walk says, who would you rather, Kessier or Zachariah? Uh, Kessier, absolutely Kessier, without a shadow of a doubt. Black and Blanco says, should there be a poll to vote for Tom to sing it? I mean, if you want to, you can. It, don't, it won't happen, <laughs> but you can start a poll if you like. Peter says, would consider playing Pepe up front with Lacazette just behind? I wouldn't personally. Uh, let's not throw uh, square pegs in round holes at this point in the season. We've got too much going on our side to start messing around with, with players in certain positions, so I wouldn't personally. IGK says, hi Tom, do you believe that the Cronkies have any plans to actually invest in top quality players who are in their mid-twenties in the next couple of years to elevate this team to competing for the league? Uh, The short answer is no. I don't see the Cronkies investing in anything. Um, I mean, the club invests. The club invests, and I do expect the club to invest in mid-twenties players to add to the quality that we've got, but I don't expect that money to come directly from KSE. I expect us to invest money that the club has made through its revenue streams and through its player sales. I don't think that will happen from the like a, a Chelsea injection from Abramovich or a City injection from their shapes. Like, I don't think it will happen. But we'll wait and see. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. I hope I am. Um, so there you go. How fantastic. Going to the girls' game. Fair play, mate. Fair play. Uh, Anish says, did you see uh, the bench cam reaction, Tom? Arteta was more thrilled when Emil Smith, <laughs> when Emil Smith Rose scored uh, in his reaction. I mean, yeah, you love seeing the kids that he's developing and he's improving score goals. It's it's evidence, it's kind of justification that the work that Arteta is doing is worth it, which is really, really good. If it says, good morning, Tom, any news on Partey's injury and expected return date? Unfortunately not, if we've heard nothing along this line. I don't know if he's yet travelled to join up with his uh, international team. Uh, he's delayed. Okay. The Evening Standard says uh, Arsenal midfielder Thomas Partey delayed joining up with Ghana squad over groin injury. So he is yet uh, to join up. Uh, he is unlikely to play in Ghana's match against Ethiopia on Thursday, but he could be used for the game with South Africa on Sunday. I hope that he isn't. A decision on that has not yet been made and will take place once more uh, is known about the groin problem. You can check out Simon Collins' article, uh, really good journalist. Make sure you go and giving him a follow on Twitter as well. Uh, Anne says, how can we drop Tavares for the Liverpool game? He's too fearless and his link-up player of Emile Smith-Rowe is developing well. Do you see us playing with a three at the back with Tierney or is it like for like? I think Tavares will start. My instinct is that Tavares will start in a back four. I don't think we'll go to a back three. I would 
I think that's saying that we discussed this on the Arsenal way yesterday with David Hughes in the in the analysis of Tierney and Tavares, and there was a lot of talk around. Well, Brighton have played a back four and got a two-two draw at Anfield. West Ham played a back four and got a three-two win against Liverpool. Maybe there is more scope to play this back four system and get at Liverpool. The problem is, is West Ham's attack is better than ours right now. They're they're more free flowing. They're more uh, clinical. They're more dominant. Our defence and our midfield is better in a deeper sense. But even even then, I mean, Rice and Suchek are fantastic. So you could argue that Lukonga and Partey are pretty much level pegging with West Ham right now. Uh, Rice and Suchek are a brilliant pairing. But it, I think that maybe going to a back four adds risk, but it also means that we may be able to get something more from that game. And if we can see playing a back three, and you've also got this idea that Salah, Jota and Mane are going to be man for man against our back three. I know that you've got the wing backs to kind of double up, but... If we're caught on the break, it's going to be three on three minimum and then you're in trouble. So there's a lot of pros and cons and certainly something that when we do our preview next week, we'll be discussing that. Absolutely. Uh, Philip says, what's more important in a new central midfielder next season? A player who can carry the ball or a passer? Why not both, Philip, is what I ask. I know it's a really cop-out answer, but we need we really need to be looking at players that give us everything that we could possibly want from a midfielder. And so I want someone that can transition the ball and progress it upfield, both with dribbling and both with passing. So I want both of that, I'm afraid. I'm a greedy man, Philip, but when you want to get to where we need to be, you need to ask for the best. Lyndon says, what do you think of Emil Smith-Rowe's Gallagher comparisons? Look, Gallagher's having a fantastic season for Crystal Palace. He's been doing brilliantly ever since he you know, left Charlton on loan, went to Swansea and then went to... Where was it last season? West Brom. So, I mean, he's doing fantastically well. Uh, comparisons. I mean, he's playing in a different position to Smith Rowe. So, I don't necessarily think there's, you know, I don't think there's necessarily these great linking questions. Linking I don't think they're linked so directly. But I can see the comparisons. And Gallo could have easily been a call-up to the England squad this time around as well. Uh, Leopold says, Tom, do you expect the club to bring in reinforcements in the January window when the others leave for the African Cup of Nations? I would be surprised if we didn't bring in anyone. I feel like we will make a loan offer for someone. That's my that's my thought. That's what I think we will do. I think mainly the January window will be used to move players out. Balogun, get him alone. Nketiah could move on, get Kalasanac out the door. Elneny, despite being away with his national side, could yet, could yet leave. There could be offers for other players. In fact, we, there's almost certainly going to be offers for other players. Rob Holding could yet get an offer from a club. I wouldn't be surprised to see Newcastle offer maybe Rob Holding uh, a deal in January. That's something that could happen. They've had previous interest in him. Why not? Could they do it again and come back? And to be honest, I'd be tempted to accept it. The only issue with that is that maybe it leaves us a little bit short if Ben White was to get injured. But maybe for the money that we would get offered, it might be worth it. We'll have to wait and see. And we can always bring someone in on loan to cover if we need it. We've also got the likes of Omar Rekic and some of the youngsters that are there that could provide cover should we desperately need it. But it's always good to have a backup. Social says, Tom, do you think Saka might benefit? And we've got Tommy Asu, of course. Uh, Social says, Tom, do you think that Saka might benefit from a positional move? I don't believe he's tired, but I think that he needs something to give him a push start. I think he needs to continue playing on the right wing, Social. That's his best position. That's where I think he is best. And we should continue to play him there. I, I don't. So if it's not broke, don't fix it. And with 10 games unbeaten, I'm not looking to fix things right now. I'm looking to you know, double down on what we're doing and to continue, continue to develop into a more effective, efficient attacking team is what I want to see. Uh, James says, are we only seeing more of Josh because of the filming of the Amazon documentary? Uh, yes and no. Yes, because obviously you're going to see more of him because there's more cameras about. 
But no, because I do genuinely think that he that he cares in a, in more of a way. Like I feel like there is an I know that he's a very good talker, and lo and behold, he may have convinced me if he is talking out his backside. But I I genuinely do believe there is care there from him, not from his dad. I don't think that Stan Kroenke cares whatsoever. But I do think Josh definitely sees Arsenal as kind of his project, his thing that he wants to succeed. Um, he's a very good talker though, uh, and I'm probably being naive, but I hope I'm proven right on Josh, and I hope I'm proven right that he does care and that they are doing everything they can to to progress the club back to where it should be. So I hope I'm right, but I might be wrong. Um, well, who knows? <laughs> um, Venkatesh says, "What happens to the 8 a.m. Daily Show?" I mean, this is the 8 a.m. Daily Show. What? What time did you think this was? This is the 8 a.m. daily show. Uh, so uh, we did have the clocks go back. or Yeah, backwards, forwards, backwards. We had them go backwards in the UK. So maybe that's why you're seeing it at a different time. But it's still the 8 a.m. show here. Trust me. <laughs> uh, Nick B says, do you think Mainsley will be found out against better teams in midfield? Or this can really be the time to cement his position? Uh, I think that his future lies away from Arsenal because I don't think he would sign a new contract. I think he realises that if he wants to play week in, week out in the Premier League, it's not going to be at Arsenal. We brought in Lukonga. We have Partey. Xhaka's coming back from injury. We're likely going to make a signing in the midfield. So I don't think that we're going to see... Um, I don't think that we're going to see Mainsley become a real part of the team week in, week out. We may see him more in the wintertime because of the AFCON. But other than that, I think that his time at Arsenal will come to an end probably in the summer of 2022. That's my prediction of when he'll probably move on. Uh, Iron Byron says, Tom, how many of our talented youth players like Hutchinson and the like will we see in the squad next season? I think that you may see Balogun a lot more, obviously. Uh, in regards to Hutchinson, Patino, Salah, Saliba, uh, Aziz, these guys, I think there's a chance to see them in if we qualify for Europe in the European games, which I'm very much looking forward to having back. I need Arsenal in midweek again, man. I just I'm so bored of not having Arsenal games to watch and talk about in midweek. It's it's really irritating. Um, and whilst I like the fact that we're getting a lot of recovery in those games, I want to see it back. But who are we going to see? I think we'll see Saliba obviously next season. I think we'll see Balogun more next season. I think that of the the Patino styles, we'll see some of them in kind of the League Cup or European group stage games. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot more that can still happen and change. And maybe we'll see him in the Sunderland game. That'd be great. But it's a, it's a, it's a quarterfinal. So I think Arteta is going to go strong and qualify us for the, uh, for the semifinal. But I'm really looking forward to that quarterfinal. I might even see if I can get tickets for that game again if I'm not working it. We'll wait and see. Uh, Adam says, Tom, don't you think that Erdogan is more suited when we play teams that sit back and invite pressure, whereas Lacazette is better when we play teams that are pressing higher? Um, I think that Erdogan is better when we have uh, more possession in the game. So obviously, he's a very good passer. But he can press. Erdogan is very good at pressing. And so that's certainly something you can add to his game. I think for me, you've got a situation whereby two players can work for Arsenal in two different games, two different styles. But you can also use them in the same style together. So that's going to be really, really positive. Uh, let's go to Philip. I am ignoring, by the way, all of your happy birthday stuff. 
<laughs> I don't care. I'm not taking any any attention to it. Philip says, get Santi Cazorla on loan for the season. Love that bloke. Probs a little bit of Prem, lost a bit of Prem place, uh, pace, but he can control the games into his 50s, I bet. Look, I get him back for a coaching reason. I wouldn't get him back in the team now. Leopold says, Tom, do you think we need to, uh, to get the Champions League football in order to convince players like Vlaovic and Fabian Ruiz to join? Yes. Absolutely. Like the different the leveling player that we can look to attract with Champions League football is very different. Look at the players we signed this season. Martin Erdegaard stands out as someone at a club like Real Madrid because he wasn't getting minutes and we could offer him minutes and he'd been here before. So you had that link. But even someone like Martin Erdegaard at Real Madrid, I think we would struggle to con uh, convince them to sign if we didn't have Champions League football, if he hadn't had prior experience of playing at the club. Tomiyasu, Bologna, step up. Ben White, Brighton, step up. Ramsdale, Sheffield United, step up. Lukonga, Anderlecht, step up. Tavares, Benfica, back up left back, step up to Arsenal. If we want to sign players that Edu is targeting for his world-class blending with the youth that we have, we need to get Champions League football, minimum Europa League football, because we are we just aren't able to, you know, we're just not able to... Uh, to get through the the deals that we want to get through. It's as simple as that. Uh, Carl says, Tom, do you think that any January transfer spending will now be influenced by our heightened league position, waiting on which type of Euro football we'll be in? Possibly. It could help us. I mean, if we're, if we're in the top four in January, that could help us sign different style of players. So we'll wait and see. Uh, how's this, Tom? With that quiff, how would you be compared, embarrassed to sing? Very funny, but I am getting this cut today, so... Take it in while you can. It's uh, it's ridiculously long, but uh, it is what it is, you know. I'm not insecure about my appearance. <laughs> Definitely am. Sasha says, should Aubameyang let Martin take the next... I love that you call him Martin. Take the next penalty uh, or the next two as compensation. No, give it to Lacazette. He's got 100% record. Uh, that's that's all you need to see from him uh, is give it to him. Adam says, Tom, I don't you think that Tommy is better going forward than people giving credit for? Yes, I do. I feel like people are holding on to preconceived impressions. I think he is better than people think, but I do think that I, I'm happy with what he's doing. I like the discipline role that he plays. I like the security that he gives that side. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does against Sadio Mane, against Liverpool. Can he contain the Senegalese uh, winger. We will wait and see. Um, but uh, it's going to be a really intriguing battle between those two when it comes to Anfield in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, <laughs> for goodness sake. I'm going to wrap things up there before we start getting really personal with the chat box. Anyway, thank you ever so much, guys, for tuning in. Hopefully, I've got another show for you today, but there's no promises on that. I'm waiting to hear back about it. Um, hopefully also the Harry and uh, the Canton and Simu show should be some point this week. I'll be getting back to you when that might be. Uh, but do check out my my chat with Ars Blog last night. Really good conversations. Do go check out all the content on the Arsenal way and make sure you're subscribed there as you are subscribed here. There's 27,000 subs here. There should be no excuse for you guys not to be going and subscribed over at the Arsenal way. Link is in the description. We just hit 4,000. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you're not subbed, Go and do it. Drop a like on today's video. Subscribe if you're new. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? 
at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.